Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Uh, it's that time when we um, go through the market update. So a lot of research, a lot of data, a lot of information for everyone. Um, sorry to introduce. Obviously, I'm Scott from uh, Streamline Property Buyers, and I'm the uh, Acquisitions Manager. Yes, welcome back, everybody. It's Melinda Jennison here, um, Managing Director of Streamline Property Buyers. Um, we love these market updates. We do um, enjoy collating the data and you know helping you understand what's really going on in Brisbane. Of course, when we look at the data, it is always retrospective. It's looking in the rear view mirror. So we all also like to overlay our on the ground experience to help you understand what the future data might be telling us. Uh, based on market movements. So lots to unpack today. Let's get into it. Yeah. And again, weather-wise, beautiful up here in sunny Queensland. <laughs> I have to throw that in. Uh, fresh, fresh mornings in winter we love and um, beautiful sunshine, beautiful sunrises. I, I, I see them in the morning when I go swimming over there with the, the swim squad at Musgrave. And um, when that sun comes up, it's absolutely beautiful. So um, property-wise, look, a quick overview before we jump in. Listing numbers, very low. Auction clearance rates are, are fairly strong, high buyer demand, house values, unit values um, have gone up and um, good, good, strong gross yields. Yeah, we're going to um, unpack some of the reasons why we're still seeing price growth here in Brisbane, despite a rising interest rate environment. Now, we've just had our um, another rate rise in June. So, you know, we've had consecutive rate rises month on month um, with only a one month pause since rates begin and began to cycle upward. Um, this is a um, something we haven't experienced for the best part of the last 10 years where the only direction that rates moved in that time was down. So we are in different times. You know, I've had a number of conversations with network partners of of mine uh, during the last couple of weeks and they have indicated that there are some investors that have purchased cash flow properties that um, are starting to struggle now that's not surprising to us at all because when investors uh, were investing for cash flows when interest rates were at historical lows that was never going to last and cash flow remember does depend on the cost of holding assets as well as the income that you're generating from those assets. And now with such strong increases in interest rates, we're seeing a lot of those cash flow investors in a position where their cash flow is now negative. So in the absence of capital growth, that may not be an investment strategy that's continuing to work for them. So it's one of the reasons why getting tailored investment advice um, that helps you understand not just what an asset will do in a particular interest rate environment, but what an asset will do throughout multiple interest rate cycles is absolutely critical. And that's why partnering with a qualified property investment advisor will ensure you get that accurate advice. Yeah, I spoke to someone actually the other day, it's when it's a similar sort of topic, and they said they had spoken to someone that, that, that buys properties through AI. Um, interesting approach um i think that that qualifications and knowing also on the ground what's happening as well which we touch on later on when we talk to you about some auctions that we, we've attended uh, with our team that spread out over brisbane over weekends um but it, it's interesting when you look at you know i mean brisbane wise over the last couple of months it's we've had some modest growth um but the the may data that definitely shows a bit of a spike um, in that period melinda absolutely so uh we saw a huge surge in the data for 
um, core logic in house prices in Brisbane up 1.5% and unit values up 1.1%. This is a big spike off the back of growth um, throughout April and March. So this is um, probably not surprising to us, although I didn't expect it to be quite this high, as, as high as it, it was. Um, because remember in, in past podcasts where we've done our market update, we've been helping you understand um, the buyer pressure, the buyer depth, the number of buyers that have been actively out at properties, the number of properties that have been going to multiple offer, the fact that the number of registered bidders has been increasing month on month for the last number of months. Now, these are all of the on the ground observations that will flow through to the data um, because supply is uh, much, much lower than demand. And when demand outstrips supply, we do see price growth. Now, we're not seeing much change to those fundamental drivers at the moment. And in fact, I'd argue based on the data that we're seeing that the availability of homes being listed for sale is actually tightening further than it has in previous months. So citywide, the flow of new listings in Brisbane is tracking 26% below the previous five-year average, and that's according to CoreLogic data. But for sale stock levels in Brisbane, that's currently 39% below average. So that's the, the, the total stock levels. And this is actually, um, you know, a significant factor in, in, in establishing what direction property prices are likely to move. Because when you've got such limited supply, you've got so few people willing to sell their homes right now, um, you've still got, you know, strong buyer demand and, and therefore the concentration of buyers is, is you know, a lot um, higher on specific properties. Now, a lot of people are asking me, why is this happening? Why aren't sellers selling? You know, don't people need to sell because they can't afford to hold their homes? Now, of course, we're not seeing any evidence of this um, sort of distressed selling en masse at all throughout Brisbane. And in fact, I'd argue that there's a lot of people that are simply cutting back their discretionary spend um, in order to sustain the cost of higher interest rates. The other thing that I'll say is that in the ordinary course of people relocating, um, they will sell, they may rent before they buy or they'll sell and buy. But the big issue that sellers are having right now in Brisbane, even if they do intend to upgrade their home, is that there's nothing to buy um, and there's also very little to rent. And, and therefore, there's actually that, um, that obstruction, if you like, or you know, there's, a, there's an issue that they have in not wanting to sell because they don't have anywhere to go. And I think that is actually causing a little bit of a backlog in, in freeing up um, more properties that would otherwise be coming to the market. And, and it's interesting when you talk about, and, and obviously for our listeners, we're talking greater Brisbane, okay? So when you're talking at 39% below average, it's if you break it down and this is obviously the local knowledge that we get up here on the ground in brisbane and um all the data that um melinda and also pauline again shout out to pauline um put together is breaking down those suburbs because there's some areas that we talk about brisbane in general as as an overall but there's areas that are way 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 down on listings but yet there's some that are up on listings and it really comes down to understanding the local area and, and those um those suburbs as well Yes, if we look at some listing volumes, according to realestate.com, um, areas such as Clayfield, year on year, the number of listings in Clayfield has declined 66%. That's a huge, huge, huge um, change for those that are looking to buy in Clayfield. 
Petrie, another suburb in the Moreton Bay region, that year-on-year -year change is 63% lower. Um, and Kangaroo Point, 60% lower. So there's just three suburbs as an example where the number of properties available for sale is um, has drastically reduced well below um, the Greater Brisbane numbers that we reported earlier. At the other end of the scale, there's also a number of locations where listing volumes have increased year on year. And if I look at some of these locations, Aspley up 150% year on year, Greenbank at Greenbank up 50% year on year, and Jimboomba also up 47% year on year. So definitely understanding what's happening at a local level can also influence what may be happening to the direction of property values at a local level. And we cannot always rely on, you know, greater Brisbane property price trends um, to establish what might be happening um, in a particular region or in a particular suburb. So that's very important to understand if you are in the market to buy. Now, the low listing numbers that will have, and this is something that real estate does watch quite a lot of, um, is the days on market. That's going to have an effect on that, obviously, because as you talked earlier, you touched on things like multi offers happening again, um, becoming really, really popular, um, unfortunately, for, for the, some of the buyers. Um, but yeah, that's going to have an effect on days on market. Absolutely. We're seeing that come through now in the data where the days on market are starting to reduce again, according to CoreLogic. Um, but as, as you pointed out, Scott, we are also seeing based on our own observations that a lot of those quality properties that are listed um, do have multiple offers after that first open home and they are selling very quickly. In fact, I'd argue that we're starting to see evidence of FOMO or of that fear of missing out come in from buyers, again, in certain pockets around the city, which is not something that we ever expected in the current environment. But um, it definitely seems that, that buyers who may have been sitting on the sideline for a long time are coming back into the market, they're finance ready, and they're actually putting in aggressive offers. And what I mean by that is we're starting to see some buyers take risks by dropping out those clauses, including building and pest inspection clauses and finance clauses, and they're moving forward with unconditional offers. Once again, we haven't seen this um, since that post-COVID boom, but there has been evidence of this in the market over the last four to six weeks here in Brisbane, certainly in some pockets that we're buying for clients. And so that's just important for you to understand if you are in the market to buy um, in the near future, this is some of the competition that you might be up against. So low listing numbers, but a lot of buyers. Um, are they all local? Where, where are all the buyers coming from? I mean, we've we've talked about interstate, overseas, borders opening, all that type of thing. Um, COVID seems like it's a thing of the past. Um, where are we seeing all the migration? Well, of course, there's still that um, that interstate shift from southerners looking to relocate. Although there's um, there's been talk of the fact that you know because this. Um, ability to work from home is starting to reverse in some instances we're starting to see some people um, or some companies ask employees to come back into the office um, and you know just speaking to some of my industry colleagues we know that in areas um, like regional areas such as the Sunshine Coast people that relocated there off the back of the COVID boom they're relocating back to Melbourne or back to Sydney uh, because they're being asked to come back into the office more frequently um, in terms of Brisbane, we can look at some prop track data, which helps us to understand where overseas um, people that might be looking at property here in Brisbane or, or here in Australia, where they're actually searching. Um, and when we look at those that um, may be searching in Brisbane, they're coming from the United Kingdom, the United States, China, Hong Kong, New Zealand and Singapore. So 
I think with the push for skilled migration, um, with the federal government, you know, really wanting to um, increase the, the skilled migrants coming into Australia, based on real estate search behaviours, it definitely seems Brisbane is a destination of choice for many international migrants. So we're starting to see that that demand build up from those that are relocating into Australia from overseas as well. Yeah, and I think with the excitement, what's coming in Brisbane and affordability and lifestyle, I won't touch on that weather again, but um, people people definitely in those areas want to come across. Auctions, um, again, we, we talk about this in the past that auctions, Brisbane, Queensland was never a big auction sort of um, area. Sydney, Melbourne tend to lead that. Um, Brisbane seems to be changing quite a bit and auctions becoming more more popular. Um, what's happening on the auction results side of things? So, yeah, it's a good question. During April, we saw domain average auction clearance rates across the, the weeks of April at 62%. That dropped slightly in May to 57%, although that wasn't an indication of the buyer's um, demand because we look at Apollo auction data um, and the number of registered bidders per auction, according to their information, increased from 3.5 registered bidders per auction in April up to 3.9 per registered uh, per property in May. So what that means is there's more people um, that are in a position to buy under auction conditions for every property that is listed for sale by auction. Um, and the other thing that the Apollo auction data showed is that um, the number of registered bidders who were actively bidding during an auction also increased between April and May. So in April, there were 53% of the registered bidders actually put their paddle up, but in May, that increased to 60%. So perhaps the buyers were becoming more confident throughout the months of May as well. So the fact that the auction clearance rate um, actually slipped at the same time as the bidder volume increased and the bidder activity increased is perhaps an indication of the fact that um, the seller the seller's expectations uh, were slipping ahead of the market um, and the seller was not willing to accept the level at which the bidding activity stopped. So remember auction clearance rates are not always an indication of you know what's happening in a market. It's, it's an indication of both seller sentiment and also buyer activity. So we're, get, we're gonna jump into some dwelling values. Um, just quickly before I do that, I, I do wanna shout out to the people that do say hello to us on a weekend. Um, it's actually, we, we love it when people stop us and see it in auctions we had it on the weekend a couple of people stopped and said hey listen to your podcast um it's great love having a chat to people um also when i was having a chat to a past client um last week or so um anthony thank you for not only being a loyal client but a loyal listener so big shout out to to you mate thank you for staying with us and listening to us and obviously um using our service to help you along the way um so dwellings let's jump into some dwelling values so remember dwellings combine both the unit uh, market data as well as the house market data. Brisbane dwelling values throughout May rose 1.4%. So that was a big jump um, up from previous months. Now quarterly growth for Brisbane dwellings is sitting at 1.8%. So um, all segments of the market also grew strongly, uh, meaning you know this, this market growth was not just um, led by the top end or the bottom end of the market. All segments actually uh, moved strongly, um, especially over the last quarter, but we are starting to see the top end of the market move at a faster rate than the lower end of the market. So usually, um, according to CoreLogic data, we see that top end of the data suffer in, in price reductions, I guess you could say, during 
um, during retractions in the market, um, but usually that top end will lead the recovery as well. And we are starting to see that in the core logic data that's coming through. Yeah, it's very strong uh, nationally overall as well. Um, if you jump onto the prop track, because obviously we do compare both of these, prop tracks are a bit of an increase, 0.33%. Yeah, that's right. So again, you know, two different data houses, um, both recording that positive price growth, um, but the CoreLogic data showing that the, the growth was actually, you know, of a higher magnitude than the growth that was recorded by PropTrack. And houses, house prices, they're, they're doing their work. They're, they've, we've watched unit markets hold steady for quite a while, but um, house prices have, um, are doing a bit of hard work now. Yes, and this is actually the first month um, since I think it was May 2022, over 12 months ago, that house prices have actually grown at a faster rate than unit prices here in Brisbane. So throughout May, 1.5% growth across the housing market here in Brisbane. So that puts our quarterly growth for the house market at 1.8%. Um, and let's quantify that. So when we look at the difference between last month's median value and the median value this month, um, that is a price movement of $10,244 at the median value level across that four-week period. So if you are looking at a home and you are negotiating and, you know, that there's less than $10,000 of difference between where the seller's expectations might be and when where your offer might be, keep in mind that um, that is the price movement that we experienced at the median value level across all of Brisbane over a one-month period. So, um, you know, meeting somewhere in the middle, you know, it's it's not like you're going to lose value by by doing that. I will also say um, that when we're, we're talking about what's happening in the market right now, we do track the daily price movements for CoreLogic and currently up to mid-June, uh, we are still seeing growth occurring at a similar magnitude to the data that we're talking about here in May. So it's really interesting to see that despite the fact that interest rates have gone up again, we're still seeing um, that daily movement track at a similar level to the data that we're talking about here in May. So at this stage, halfway through the month, it's still looking like we're going to see a similar um, rate of growth uh, when the June data comes out at the end of the month. Yeah, and I think that's the information that people don't understand because as you said earlier on, this is this is data we look at that's already, you know, it's, it's old data basically. Um, tracking it in-house like, like you do um, to see what's going as we as we go along and that, that curve is still heading up. Um, but also the good tip on quantifying things. Um, I think for buyers, that's a really good tip to not just look at percentages and, and how much, but look at the numbers and see what that actually quantifies out at. That's right. Prop track data for houses um, over the month of May also confirmed. Um, positive growth, so a little bit more conservative in their numbers, but 0.22% um, increase across the month. So that's also good news that uh, both data houses are showing a similar trend. And unit values, um, as we said, unit value, unit prices have been holding nice and steady. So we're seeing um, CoreLogic up again 1.1%. That's right. So quarterly growth for units, 2.2%, um, and the year to date at so unlike the housing market, which is still showing negative growth over the last 12 months here in Brisbane, um, the unit market is showing positive growth. So definitely the unit market has still outperformed the housing market across all of Greater Brisbane over the last 12 months. And just to correct myself, I mentioned previously that um, it was back in May last year that uh, was the last month that the house market outperformed the unit market. I'm going to make that correction. It was April 
last year that the house market last outperformed the unit market. So since then, the unit market has consistently outperformed the housing market. But this month in May, uh, the data that we're talking to now, we've seen the house market surpass the unit market once again. We'll let you off between April and May. It's pretty close. Close. Um, so prop track on the unit side of it, up 0.99%. Not a big difference there between CoreLogic and prop track. That's right. And uh, PropTrack is showing annual growth in the unit market at 4.6% for Greater Brisbane. So when we look at um, the trend, there's definitely been a big spike in the growth over the last month um, here in Brisbane. Uh, the recovery appears to be following a similar trend line to what the, the downward trajectory um, has shown, although we do not expect that the growth in Brisbane house values and unit values will continue to um, gain momentum. And what I mean by that is at this stage, it looks like the momentum is being maintained, but we're not going to see, you know, two or 3% month on month growth like we did back at the, um, in the latter months of 2021. We're not yet seeing that sort of frenzy in the market and nor do we expect that sort of frenzy to return. Um, but what we are seeing is that consistent, you know, solid growth month on month based on our on the ground observations. And that is definitely trending through to the data. Remember, we're at least 30 days behind by, by the time something's recorded in the data. So based on what we're seeing on the ground, we're still seeing that supply, you know, really, really tight and, and that demand really strong. So for all our eager investors out there that are waiting for the end of the financial year and ready to invest in property and good capital growth, obviously one of the... Um, one of the key sort of things they look at is, am I going to get a tenant? So let's mm. have a look at the rental side of things and see what the rental market's up to. So according to the SQM vacancy rate data, uh, Brisbane does still remain fairly tight um, in their vacancy rates. When we look at the unit market and compare that to the housing market, um, we've actually got the housing market um, according to CoreLogic, sitting at 1.3% vacancy, whereas the unit market is sitting at 0.7% vacancy. So that's actually a little bit um, tighter in the unit market compared to the housing market. Rather than talking about all of Brisbane, I really wanted to break down the vacancy by region because we're talking to some property managers and they're starting to um, say that that frenzy in the rental market is starting to ease and we are now starting to see that through the vacancy rate data. So we look at the Beanley region, um, it actually tightened between April and May, so that was down 0.1%, currently sitting at 0.7%, so vacancy is still very tight there. The CBD, the trend in vacancy there is starting to, to increase. So in April we were at 1.2%, in May 1.4%. So that's up 0.2% over the month. Now, we've got to remember that um, back in February, we saw vacancy rates of 0.9% in the CBD. So we are starting to see that, that creep up. Um, so it's definitely something that we're watching. East Brisbane still sitting at 1.1%, no change across the month. Same with inner Brisbane, 1.1%, no change. Ipswich is another area that we are tracking and you'll recall in previous market update podcasts, we said we're watching this area. Ipswich is increased again from 1.3% in April to 1.5% in May. Now, back in August last year, we had vacancy rates in Ipswich of 0.5%. So we're definitely on an upward trend there. And um, each month we're starting to see, you know, more, more properties become available. 
there's potentially um, a number of reasons for this. Um, we don't feel that there's been a huge supply increase. Um, perhaps people are reaching affordability caps. Perhaps they're looking at moving in with others to save on costs. Um, you know, there, there could be so many reasons that that we're starting to see um, this trend upward, but let's monitor this over the months ahead of us to see whether that we're going to reach a cap or whether that's going to continue to escalate. Northern Brisbane, we've got vacancy rates that tightened across the month from 0.9 to 0.8. Southeast Brisbane, 1.2% vacancy, and they held firm across the, um, the two months. Uh, Southern Brisbane um, tightened again from 1% vacancy to 0.9% vacancy and West Brisbane uh, 0.9 to 1%. So fairly stable in most other areas. It's just the Brisbane CBD area and the um, Ipswich area within all of Greater Brisbane that are showing a trend for vacancy rates to increase. So we're going to mo monitor that and report back next month to see whether that's um, something that's a blip on the radar or something that's trending, you know, long term. Yeah, and that's a good point, that blip in the radar, to, to understand what it's doing, not just over one month, but two, three, um, and see what that trend does. Uh, I do remember, it wasn't that long ago, I think we were talking about CBD at about 14%, weren't we? Mm, that's right. So the CBD was fourteen percent in the um, in the worst of the COVID COVID operations. So we're still only looking at one point four percent. So it's still historically very very low. Um, but because we've seen this trend over a number of months for vacancy to increase, it's just worth commenting on. So the so the investors, um, we, we did see a few investors sort of selling out uh, in Brisbane as well. Yeah, so this is something that um, if you missed the podcast with Tim Lawless that we recorded recently, um, we discussed in detail with him. Um, and we saw throughout 2021, um, the latter months of 2021, early 22, we saw a, a higher portion of investors assumed to be investors selling out of the market that peaked at 41.3%. Um, the number of investors that are still assumed to be selling out of the market um, is is higher than the pre-COVID average. So it's still sitting at 29.8% of listings that are selling are assumed to be investors, whereas the long-term trend was uh, back down to 26.3%. So that's not great because it does tell us that, um, you know, there's more people who are providing that rental accommodation that are selling up and, and still leaving the market at the same time that demand is is strong and interstate migrants are coming in and we've got the international migrants coming in as well. Um, so we don't want that to continue to happen. Uh, we certainly want investors to be in the market so that we've got the accommodation available for people that need to call, um, you know, a rental property their home. Yeah. So the listing side of things, we obviously need need more properties to be listed for rent, um, and that's obviously the the investors um, buying into those properties to to um, rent them out as well. And that's another thing that we can look at the number of or the total number of advertised rental properties in Brisbane, that is almost 40% below the previous five year average. Again, this is core logic data. Um, you know, that's basically confirmation that the supply of rental properties um, is definitely lower. Um, at the same time that, you know, we've got this, this heightened demand for investment properties. And that's another reason why we, we look at these trends where we've got some areas where vacancy is trending higher, whether that is seasonal or whether that is because we're starting to reach affordability caps and therefore people are starting to change the way they live, perhaps move in with family, perhaps actually, you know, move more people into a, one dwelling as opposed to, you know, 
occupying one dwelling with fewer people. So these are big demographic shift trends that can occur sometimes when people just simply cannot afford to pay more rent. And, and that could be a reason that we're seeing those rents rise. And, and that's just speculation at this point in time, but something we can talk to in the months ahead as we continue to follow, you know, that that monthly data. So yeah, very, very down on listings. Um, what about what about asking price then for, for the rental side of things? Uh, that's still on the increase a little, on both side of things, the units and the houses. Well, actually, um, house rents on an annual basis, according to CoreLogic, are still up 9.4%, although the, the momentum of that price growth has been easing month on month for a number of months. Um, whereas in the unit segment of the market, the annual growth is 16.4%, and that's still um, at or close to peak rates of growth. So what that tells us, and if we relate that back to the vacancy rate data for both the housing market and the unit market here in Brisbane, you may recall that um, the units are tighter, um, lower vacancy than houses. Um, so that's potentially why we're still seeing higher growth in the unit segment of the market in terms of rental price growth than we are in the housing segment of the market. So a little bit of a summary. Um, obviously, numbers numbers are low, but buyers, buyers numbers are high. So we're seeing obviously buyers a bit more confident out and about uh, on weekends as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, I know when we're out every Saturday, um, we attend open homes on behalf of our clients. We also attend auctions. We bid at auctions. Um, last weekend, our team were bidding at an auction. We were one of 20 registered bidders on a home that ended up selling for just under $1.5 million. Um, it's very you know, daunting, I, I guess, when you turn up to an auction and there's 19 other registered bidders, because what that means is one person, you know, buys their home or their investment property and 19 others are left in the market still looking for a same or, or a similar type of product. So that gives you an indication of the, the type of demand that can exist in some pockets here in Brisbane. Um, but, you know, there's, there's other properties that, um, you know, we've certainly been involved in the transactions for and they're multiple offer. Um, and usually those multiple offer situations um, result from one open home on a weekend and then, you know, the agent might hold offers open uh, for a few days before offers would close and um, and the seller has the opportunity to then, you know, select from multiple offers on the table. Yeah, I know I've got a couple of other auctions as well, but just, just very quickly, we're not really seeing a lot of forced um, selling and obviously um, unemployment remains historically low as well. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think in times like now, if people were losing their jobs rapidly, then there might be reason to, you know, be more concerned that we would see more forced selling. But as I mentioned much earlier in the episode, you know, there's definitely um, an indication that there's people that are changing perhaps their spending habits because more money is being, um, you know, put towards holding their, their assets or holding their property. So people generally change their buying activity, more so home buyers than investors. There will be a time where investors may sell if they don't um, make the gains. And, and my reference to cash flow investors much earlier in this podcast um, is, is one of those risks that people that have chased cash flow do face now because interest rates are high and they're not, they're not going to get the cash flows that they perhaps had invested for. So, you know, in the absence of capital growth, depending on what they've purchased and where they've purchased, um, you know, they may look to sell. But the question is, will there be a buyer? Because um, an owner-occupier buyer um, is less concerned about, you know, generating income from their asset um, and more concerned about those lifestyle features. And, and this is why it comes down to getting absolute 
you know, expert advice up front when you are a property investor to make sure you are purchasing something that will appeal to owner occupiers in the event the market turns and you do have to sell quickly because there's more owner occupiers in the market than there are investors. And so you always want a default low risk position. So I've got a, I've got a few little auctions here, just, just bounce around the team, rat. I won't go through everything, but um, just to give you an idea, because obviously as Melinda talked about those numbers for registered bidders, um, as you know, Melinda mentioned the one at Tarragindi, 20 registered, sold for just under 1.5. Um, we jumped over to the north side to Stafford, 12 registered, sold million and fifty-five. Tarragindi, uh, Taringa, sorry, Taringa, five registered, sold for 2.8. Um, Ashgrove, five registered, sold for just over two mil. One at Gordon Park passed in, it had two registered, um, and it was just under the two million dollar sort of mark that um, that one. So. As you can see, good numbers registering to um, to bid at auction and, and a lot of those properties um, selling um, on, on last weekend. That was just one Saturday um, for us across the team outside of the inspections that we were actually um, doing on behalf of our clients. And of course, if you are in the market and, and you're struggling to you know, understand value, if you're struggling to find the time to cover multiple properties on a single weekend, reach out to our team at Streamline Property Buyers. That's what we do that is you know our profession um we help professionals we help home buyers we help families who simply don't have the time to do it themselves or if they want the edge they want to get ahead competitively um and they want to know what's happening in a local market and and what the value is in a local market that's where we can obviously um bring enormous value to you as a property buyer yeah and don't forget all this a lot of this information um as melinda has willed to let you know about um um getting the podcast and subscribing um but if you if you're interested in seeing what we do on a weekend and getting those updates just have a look at our socials um we're, we're quite active on especially on instagram where we'll you know we show we talk about these numbers at auctions but on a weekend we'll, we'll try and show people what we actually see um it's it's not it's just honest we're seeing it we're not making it up we'll we'll do the videos we'll do photos and we'll just try and show people what we actually see out and about on a weekend as well Absolutely. Handle Streamline Property Buyers on Instagram. Um, if you look us up, you'll definitely see what we're talking about because our team will do some video grabs at most properties that we do attend so you can see the buyer volume for yourself. It's not us making it up. It's actually what's happening on the ground. And for people that are in the market, this is what you need to understand so that you can have um, some clarity around who your competition is. Now, of course, we are not denying that there's still headwinds ahead of us you know there's still talk that interest rates may not yet have reached their peak we may see more rates um continue to climb uh you know inflation is still high there's there's a lot of talk about um you know interest rates um not yet at, at, at where they need to be to control inflation. So um, these, these are what we call headwinds um, that create some uncertainty in the future. However, what I will say is that unfortunately, we're not going to see a uniform approach in, in all, all property buyers or all areas of Brisbane. And, um, and we are already starting to, to see that in our on the ground activity. We're very active within the Brisbane City Council region generally areas where we've got some higher income earners. Um, we're really not seeing people, you know, fall away in terms of the buyer numbers at this point in time. So even though we are in a higher interest rate environment, there still appears to be a lot of buyers that can get finance and have got finance and they are transacting in the market. The issue is not the buyers or their capacity to pay. The issue appears to be um, a lack of available listings um so it's sellers actually becoming motivated to sell so that's what we're seeing on the ground and we'll continue to report our honest 
feedback based on supply and demand uh, metrics as as we look forward into the future. Fantastic. Well, that's our market update, um, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Um, as usual, I will let Melinda wrap things up. Um, don't forget on a weekend, if you do see one of the team out with our Streamline Property shirt on, um, just stop them to say hello. You know, it's a work day for us and we're out and about it, but there's nothing better than someone stopping us and and having a quick chat. Um, one of our team will always stop and have a, have a quick chat and say hello and um, give you their insights into what's happening as well. So don't be afraid to stop them and say hello. Um, buy them a coffee if you like. You're more than welcome. <laughs> but I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been good talking and we'll talk soon. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us once again on the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, head on over to Google, um, search in Brisbane Property Podcast and uh, click on your favourite podcast player. You can subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. But if you want to get access to our exclusive mailing list, please head over to streamlineproperty.com.au, click on the podcast tab and then you'll be able to enter your details um, each time an episode is released. Um, you will have first access to that. But there are also free downloads that we do provide from time to time that you will only get if you are on that list. So don't miss out. Um, as always, if you have enjoyed this episode, please share with friends and family. Don't forget to leave us a review. We always love those. And we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.